SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And let's welcome the acting CEO at SAFA, Mr. Tabucho Mutlante, who joins us on the line. CEO, good evening and thanks for speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good morning, Mr. Musia. Uh, good evening to you. <laughs> Good evening to you and the listeners, Mr. Musia. No problem, sir. I can understand you've had to hit the ground running. How has it been now balancing these two uh, positions that you hold at the association? Uh, my brother, it has been challenging. But uh, one acknowledged the fact that uh, because the activities have been uh, are not taking place due to this COVID-19, it is uh, not that much hectic. Mm. So it is easy to balance the act. That's that's very good to hear. Now let's talk about um, the task team. I mean, you, the, we were told that a task team, a joint task team, has been formed. Have you? Would you say you've made any progress? Are you making any progress? Uh, look, the progress uh, has been made, of course, uh, because uh, the the task team had met and uh, the document was ironed out, and it it is now just a matter of getting a date to present it to the ALC. Mm. And and what exactly were you looking at, just for the benefit of the listeners? Uh, look, it's a protocol which was agreed upon by all the taxis that uh, the chairperson of the of that uh, working group, because we're calling it a work group, group as team, Mr. Pubalan Govinda Sam, mm-hmm. uh, must talk so that we don't have cross messaging. Mm. But what we're looking for, in short, it was health. Uh, because uh, in the JLC, doctors presented two sets of documents. So they have now came together and put, because the intention is to put one voice uh, for football to government so that government can then consider, and in line with FIFA directives, take a decision as to when football can start. And it's, it's no secret that the PSL wanted to resume in level three and suffer in level one. So what would outweigh the other's preference here? I think, my brother, uh, in terms of that document, as I say, the document has been, uh, it has been subject of a lot of discussions. And I would like to respect that protocol and have uh, Mr. Govinda Sami speaking to it after the JLC, mm. as all parties have agreed, you know, the issues of good faith, and you don't want me to say something tomorrow, someone from the committee say the other thing. So that protocol, I think we need to observe and respect it. No, fair enough. Um, but would Safa then be willing to change its stance maybe about playing in level one if there is merit and evidence that supports the PSL's findings of playing in level three? Uh, my, my bro- that's what I'm saying. There have been a lot of discussions. And that document should uh, be able to present one uh, one voice for football. And of course, when you have a discussion, it does not mean that you agree in everything. If there are disagreements, they can still be taken to government as disagreements. But currently, what I can see is that there have been good discussions. There is a document which has been uh, which has been finalized, and it needs to be presented to the JLC. It will be presented from the discussions we had, and after that, the JLC will take a decision. And I, I think they will call uh, the press and take the country into confidence of what is the position which football is going to present to the government. I think what I'm trying to find out is that as the mother body is suffer steadfast on their stance, but or are they willing to be swayed if there's evidence there that football can resume earlier than level one? That, that's why I'm saying, Mr. Msia, in responding you in short, is mm. 
there is, of course, when we are in discussions, uh, there are where we will agree, where you will disagree. But I cannot uh, come out and say this is the position because then it defeats what needs, uh, what the JLC needs to consider. Yeah. I don't want to be caught up in a situation where I will say it is doable or not at this moment. Because there is a document, is going to the JLC, and the JLC will take the country into confidence. No problem. Uh, fair enough, I understand that. Does the president's announcement last night change anything, Mr. Mutlante, that all sporting facilities are closed during Level 3? Look, it has always been the position of the government uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, all facilities, level three, this will not happen and this will happen. But of course, like any other sporting codes, all sporting codes have presented and that made the minister to say suffer and PSL sit together and come with one voice because I have the suffer position and the PSL position. So it did not necessarily change everything because remember this talks started uh, under level four. Mm. Now we are under level three and uh, we are going to present that document. And of course, in line with the FIFA directive, as I repeat, the FIFA directive said the different governments must then give or outline their position. Mm. Hello? Hello, sir. Yes, I can hear you, sir. Yes, yes, I can hear you also. Yes. So, so what's your understanding of what the president had to say yesterday, as, as far as sport is concerned? Well, like uh, any country uh, which is uh, having is experiencing this uh, COVID, mm. uh, the the president has put the position of the government, and we have seen a lot of exceptions. We have seen he said he's considering churches uh, pro, uh, presentation. So I think even when football present. It's for government to say whether we agree or not, because the messaging from everyone, from FIFA, from the government, it has been put life first. Mm. So if they are convinced uh, with the document which is done, I, I think it will uh, it will be the, for the government to pronounce. Mm. Well, I guess even the president has been clear, even the chairman of the PSL, Dr. Evan Koze, has been clear that they will always be guided by what government is saying. They've been, they'll be guided by the regulations that have been put out uh, by government. So um, I think uh, that's only fair from what you're saying. Yes, sir. And then there's a question here just on Twitter. Somebody says the Bundesliga is back. They've been back for two weeks. Are you taking any lessons from what they're doing around the world or is every country different when it comes to this situation? I think it will be unfair at this stage to say, let's confirm what what is happening. Of course, you will uh, consider what they've done to reach that stage, but it will not be a conclusive thing because the seasons are far apart. Mm. You know, when we encountered uh, low numbers, already they were high in some other countries. So it will be unfair for us to say we are strictly focusing on that. But of course, you take lessons. You never stop learning. So you, you take lessons from them and look at how best are they doing it now. So that when the government uh, authorizes it, you know that uh, the safety and uh, health of players is guaranteed. Okay, for those who have just joined us, we're speaking to the acting CEO at Safa, Mr. Tebuho Mutlante, just to get an update on uh, what the JLC has been able to come up with so far. And um, there has been progress made, and we are grateful that they're able to speak to us, even though it's not finalized yet, but at least to get a voice out there and to give people an update. It helps us also because people always ask us the questions that uh, we can't answer. So we're grateful for Safa for coming on the line. We're going to wrap up after this break. I'm just going to take a quick break, but if you have any questions, you can send them to this voice note number on WhatsApp 061 Four one zero four one zero seven, or you can call us zero eight nine one one zero four two zero seven.
Leading Sport Stories of the Day on SAFM. Okay, we're wrapping up our conversation with the acting CEO at Safa, Mr. Mutlante. Uh, Mr. Mutlante, there are just two more questions here on Twitter, but I think they're related. Uh, Brian wants to know that if I've got an if I've got a youth team of under fifth of under fifteens, do I have to wait for the for the announcement from the JLC to 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 be able for them to play? I hope okay. I understand that correctly. Yeah. Let's 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 separate the two. Mm. One JLC is looking at the professional, the restart of professional mm. uh, football. Yes. You'll acknowledge that there are a lot of restrictions, mm. which amateur leagues may not meet. So the JLC announcement will be uh, on the professional side. And then the SAFA part of competitions is dealing with how do we then approach the amateur leagues. Mm-hmm. So what you are going to listen to hear from uh, the JLC is on professional side. On professional side. And then, and then will SAFA later on pronounce then on the rest of the football in the country? Yes, we, we are working and, you know, as I say, there are protocols which you follow. Mm-hmm. Our general manager, Mr. Mzwandi Lamafurvan, has done a good work in putting proposal. Mm-hmm. But that proposal is never final up until it goes to competitions committee, the national executive committee. Once it gets approval, we then communicate it. But uh, we are not just sitting, relaxing. There are a lot of plans which are taking place. Okay, great. And when is the announcement? When can we expect the announcement from the JLC? Uh, remember, the JLC is called, uh, it's one of the committees of SAFA. Sure. The president of SAFA will need to convene it. So what will happen from now, Mr. Govinda Sami, uh, together with us as a team, will fi- I've finalized the document, it will go to the president of SAFA, and then from there we'll get a date, which will be uh, made uh, public that we are meeting on this day. Okay, no problem, Mr. Mutlante. Thank you for uh, just uh, giving us some insight here and for being able to speak to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Mr. Mutlante. Thank you, sir. We'll be in touch. We'll keep uh, people updated then on what is happening there as far as the JLC is concerned. But they are doing some work. They have made some progress. Let's also welcome on the line um, somebody who has actually written a proposal that actually says that football can return during Level 4 or even when it was level five, they felt that football can return. And Dr. Palane joins us on the line now. Dr. Palane, good evening and thank you for speaking to us here on SAFM. Good evening, Terry. Thanks, Dr. Dr. Matlante Palane. I've seen you on TV. I've heard you speak about this, this matter. But for those who are just not uh, aware who Dr. Palane is, can you just give us some background? Uh, Dr. Palane, first and foremost, is the humble servant of this nation, lover of the beautiful thing. Uh, but professionally, I'm a sports physician and I have 2,000. Okay, Doc, I'm just going to try and get you back uh, there to the producer uh, so that we can just get you back on a better line there. I'm just losing you there and I want us to hear um, this fully. Even I can hear you, so I'm sure the listeners are also struggling a bit uh, to hear you. So we're going to just hear from Dr. Palane just to find out why they've uh, done this proposal. Who are they? Who do they represent? And um, and basically, why do they think that football can resume between level four or level five? Like they said, they felt football could return during level five. OK, we've got him back on the line. Sorry, Dr. Palane, we just lost you when you were just giving us a background about yourself. Yeah, yeah, OK, thanks. Thanks. I hope it's better now. Much better. Uh, I was, yeah, I was just saying I'm just an ordinary, humble uh, person, a servant of, of the nation, uh, uh, a supporter and ardent follower of football. 
and professionally I'm a sports physician and a, and a health consultant. Mm. Yeah. And why did you feel the need to, why did you write this proposal? Were you mandated or is it something that you just did separately? A, a, a good friend of mine, Dr. Skumuzo Mabunde and I, uh, mm. Dr. Skumuzo Mabunde is a, it's a public health specialist and uh, a PhD candidate in a university in Australia. We usually look at, uh, both of us, are, we support and follow football and sport. We usually look at situations and societal health and sport issues, and we try and see wherever there are pressures or problems to propose solutions. And this was the case when we realized that uh, we, we've got a problem with COVID, mm. and we realized that uh, our beloved uh, football in, in the world at that time, <clears throat> and in South Africa in particular, we were struggling to make sure that we can ask, find solutions to restart and complete, to resume and complete the 2019-2020 PSL season in particular. Hmm. So then, what exactly did you look at uh, for, 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 the, for this proposal? The, 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 the fundamentals on the proposals are that, that number one, um, human life and human health comes first. And we, we, we come from the premise that uh, prevention is better than cure. Mm. So taking these two in, in, in cognizance, we are saying then, how then at that time we're at level, level five going to level four, we're saying, how then can we create a situation where it could be safe for especially players and all role players, including yourselves in the sports um, media, um, sp- um, people in technical area, the coaches and everyone involved. How can we look at ways to intervene uh, medically sound and scientifically safe um, precautionary measures and interventions to make it safe and feasible for the PSL 2019-2020 PSL to resume and to be completed? We looked at those Mm -hmm. and we just gave a high level. Uh, As they say, the the devil dwells in the details. Mm -hmm. It will be definitely a more detailed uh, document or proposal than what we have given, we have have released. It was just a high uh, level proposal. One of those things is the fundamental pillar which went over and above what the Bundesliga did, which was just to screen and isolate and do that. Ours were saying, um, we need to go further and test each and every player and each and every coach and each and every person who is going to be in close contact. Mm. So if we test them, Tavisa, the principle is if you are negative, you know, you, you, you cannot transmit a virus that you don't have. Mm-hmm. So if we test you and you are negative, then it means you don't pose, and the, the virus doesn't have legs that you to walk and be everywhere. It is human beings who carry the virus from one place to the other. So if we make sure that each and every player has been tested and this player is negative and we followed all these 14 days of, of self-isolation, contactless sports, because we understand that this is a peculiar situation where, in essence, we are having a pre-season within a season. Mm. Uh, uh, we're not just looking at the health issues. We're also looking at the issues of fitness, um, protecting players against injuries. But that is the expertise of the fitness coaches, of the technical team. We, we, we just say we'll need to consult with them so that we refine the plan and say, how long do you need to condition the players in such a way that they will be competition ready? That's the technical and physical aspects of it. Of it. But on the health aspect of it, we're saying, if we do that, we self-isolate them, they, they, they start with them, <clears throat> 
mild to moderate intensity of exercise. And then after 14 days of self-isolation, we test them. Then they can have um, limited team contact. Then we put them in one place. We propose that the best way to also comply at the time with the regulations, which have been uh, eased a bit, would be to put them in one area so that you don't have uh, black lepers traveling from Toyando to Cape Town. Uh-huh. So so if we were to put them and we realize which 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 area will do that, Gauteng became an obvious choice. Because, for example, if you think about the last game of the season where all 16 teams must play at the same time, mm-hmm. you need such facilities. Gauteng became a natural choice because already we've got six PSL teams in Gauteng which means they've got at least six stadia that can be used and even alternative stadia. We will have the eight stadia that we will need for them to play at the same time. So those are some of the factors that we looked. And even how we will need to adjust some of the traditional things, like you know, post-match interview where coaches hug and shake mm-hmm. uh, hands, players sharing one water bottle when somebody's injured and the medical team comes in. You know, those kind of things will need to be changed and altered to make sure that we we, we create a safe environment for football to resume and complete the PSL season. Talking about having them in one place, does it, are you saying that they must play in one area or they must also be accommodated in one area, in one place in Gauteng? Look, you look at pros and cons of every proposal and in no way are we we claiming to be no-alls and have all the solutions or better solutions. Um, it, the, 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 the issue we're seeing how things because we're taking advantage of the world class um, World Cup institutions that we have. And we look at the fact that we will have hotels, we'll have accommodation, we'll have training facilities for all these teams. We can we can be able to to, to accommodate all of them in Houting. That's the reason we're, we're looking at that. And also we're looking at the issue of the availability of health facilities. So because if you want peace service, you must be prepared for war. In case something goes wrong, will we be able to deal with that in Gauteng? And the answer is yes. We've got enough uh, hospital facilities. We've got enough expertise. You know, we actually have got three medical schools with experts within um, 50 kilometer radius. Those are the kind of things that we're looking at to say not necessarily um, one thing. A humble submission would have been uh, because the, the disadvantage with having them in one venue is if one player from one team tests positive, then it might just collapse the entire plan. Mm. But but if, if you isolate them like we have the case now with Pirates where one player tested positive, that doesn't affect what's happening at Supersport. As long as that player didn't come into contact with Supersport or Black Leopards or Blue City. Mm. And you mentioned training earlier on. How, how much time do you think players need uh, f- to train before they can return to competitive action? Because not a lot of people are talking about it, and I'm glad you've touched on that. We, we, we're saying that with greatest humility, Kaviso, uh, because we respect other people's uh, expertise and fields of, of, of speciality. Sure. But, but our humble view is anything between three to four weeks, they should be fine. Because the, even for, for us to adjust and adapt to the COVID environment, it will take some time. It will never happen overnight. Otherwise, it's a recipe for disaster. That will give the coaches and the technical team and the fitness uh, coaches enough time to prepare the players. And have you worked out maybe how long then it will take to complete the season with the games that are left if, if they do follow this proposal? 
uh, at the time when, when we, we proposed it, we were confident that uh, by end of July we should be able to complete this season because majority of the teams need to play between six to nine, ten mm-hmm. in most games. And if you look at our previous experience, even with this, we're making this submission with the greatest of uh, humility because we accept that PSL has got the expertise and the responsibility to schedule matches. We've got no problem about that. But a previous experience and observation teaches us that teams like Sundowns will play three games or so in a week. So if we factor that, if it's two two, three games in a week, we should be able to reasonably, and you add about a month to to make sure that the, the players are reconditioned and the necessary adjustments are done. In about three, three and a half months, we should be able to complete the season. And then how do you respond to those who are saying that football is a contact sport and uh, we should not even think about uh, playing at the moment because there are dangers in when, when they come into contact? I, I, I do not see where that danger comes from because we might be trying to solve a problem that would not exist if we were to implement this plan. Mm-hmm. Hence, we said, Tavis, uh, we don't just screen. We test these uh, players. If a player does not have the virus, that is our best available scientific evidence that you don't pose a risk. So what risk is there if this player tested and they tested negative? And if they follow and abide by the strict regulations to prevent in terms of strict um, access control for these players, uh, in, in terms of uh, taking precautionary measures, like like we said, where the risk of transmitting the, the virus, whether it's sharing a water bottle, um, a handshake, and all those kind of things. You see the Bundesliga is, is doing it. Definitely, there are going to be challenges here and there. We just need to cover this teaching as we either adapt or die. Because the cost of doing nothing, Kaviso, it's, it's, it's unmeasurable. Mm. Because it means, what do we do as the solution? Do we wait until we find treatment or vaccine, which we don't know how long that's going to be? Mm. What are the current problems that we are facing now uh, because of COVID? Like like in terms of teams not affording to pay certain mm. players, players getting out of uh, uh, contract, all those kind of problems. And even the mood of the nation is very down. You know, and the economic impact um, of sponsorships and all those things. So we're saying the cost of doing nothing is much more. But there are sacrifices and compromises that everyone will need to make Mm -hmm. in order to to bring back the beautiful game. Safely so. And is it something you've... you've Have you submitted this? Have you shared it with the football authorities? Are you planning to... We, we we definitely did. So one of the things that we do is to o- obey and follow protocol. Mm. Before we even took it public, we, we send it to the PSL and we send it to, oh. to, to SAFA. And we accept that this is a delicate situation. It will take time. There's a lot of known unknowns and unknown unknowns. We need to give them time and space to do what they need to do. Uh, so are you expecting a, resp- a, a response? Would you like a response or you want them to do whatever they want with this document? No, Tavis, with greatest of humility, it's always courtesy and, and being polite. If you send a letter you, or you make a communication with somebody to to, to respond. Yeah. But however, they are under no obligation to do so. We are under no unreasonable expectations for them to do so. We were just making a contribution to the nation. We are just happy that at least we became catalyst. Mm-hmm. 
and contributors to say, let's talk about this. It's possible. Let's find solutions on how to do it. And that everybody needs to do that. You see, even 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 uh, important stakeholder in terms of footballers themselves, who sometimes we ignore in these important discussions, they came through and raised their hands and say, they also need to contribute through their union. So the emotional shareholders of the sport themselves, the supporters, we're saying everyone should be able to contribute to say how best can we find solutions to this quagmire that we are facing now because of COVID-19. Oh, thanks, Dr. Palana. I think it's a welcome contribution and thank you for your interest here and for putting this together. Uh, Dr. Mashane Palane, Sports and Exercise Physician and Health Consultant, together with Dr. Skumbuza Mabundo, you said, right? Skumbuza Mabunda. Yes. yes. Okay, Dr. Skumbuza Mabunda, Public Health Specialist and PhD candidate. Thanks, Doc. We'll catch up again uh, sometime soon. Thank you. We're going to end with this clip. A lot of people have been asking us, who is this footballer that was arrested for speeding? Let's hear from Gauteng Traffic Police Spokesperson, Braobs Sibanda. Robert Sibasa, Spokesperson, Gauteng Traffic Police Community Safety. Gauteng Traffic Police Community Safety High Speed Unit arrested 82-year-old male this morning at about 7 a.m. on the N1 in Sentin, 4 o'clock in 213 kilometers per hour in 120 zone. It is alleged the 32-year-old was driving an Audi A6 TDI at the time of the arrest and also a high-profile or prominent sports star. He was charged with reckless and negligent driving alternative charge, driving at excessive speed for the prescribed legal speed limit, detained at Sentin Police Station and will appear at the Rhinebeck Court tomorrow. Reason for speeding. Rushing home to fetch a friend. What a lousy excuse. Okay, so that was Obza Sibasa there. Um, this was the voice note on Sunday. So the player did appear, well, he did not appear in court, but has been released on 1,000 police bail. And because the player did not appear in court, unfortunately, we can't name him. He is known to SAFM spot on, but we can't name the player because he still has to appear in court. But he spent the weekend in jail and is now being released on 1,000 rand police bail. bail. Guys, that's unacceptable. Let's be responsible. 213 in a 120 kilometer zone. Guys, this is not acceptable at all. Very disappointing.